I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. It is great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And if you missed that last segment uh, with Dennis Romboy from the Deseret News, uh, it was really a, a great conversation. He wrote a brilliant piece uh, about the most trusted voice in America. Uh, and I would love to know who you think that is. Who is the most trusted voice in America? Uh, let us know. Chime in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. You can do that at 57500. Again, 57500. Who is, for you, for you, who is the most trusted voice in the country? Uh be interesting to see uh, what everybody comes up with today. Uh, and I admit a lot of people struggle to even come up with anybody uh, for a, a host of different reasons, as we discussed in the last segment. Uh, and if you missed that, you can go onto the KSL News Radio app. Uh, powered by Any Hour Services, and you can listen to that or the podcast will be up uh, as well. And always make sure you've got that handy so you don't uh, miss a single thing as we figure out who is that most trusted voice. And I want to round out the uh, the program today. Uh, obviously, at some point in the next uh, eight days and seven minutes uh, before President-elect Joe Biden is sworn in as the 46th President of the United States of America, it will be interesting to see uh, what President Donald Trump does in terms of any form of farewell address. It is not a requirement. Uh, there's been various ways that it has been done, various venues that it has been done. If you recall, uh, President Obama really did kind of a campaign-style rally speech, uh, not from the Oval Office. Uh, Ronald Reagan, as we talked about yesterday, uh, was from the Oval Office, a very formal speech after eight years. Uh, George H.W. Bush actually delivered uh, his last speech really didn't reflect a whole lot other than the fact uh, he mentioned that he'd be moving on uh, as the graduates of the Naval Academy were going to be doing. And that was his final speech. Uh, and uh, so yesterday, as we were looking back at farewell speeches, uh, we looked at uh, Ronald Reagan's speech, a lot of great lessons there. But I want to play this this last clip. So if you think about this moment, uh, you have a president in Ronald Reagan who had been in power for eight years. Uh, and this, these are his last words to the nation. And he could have closed with a, a host of different themes and ideas, uh, but I love where he landed. Listen to this. And let me offer lesson number one about America. All great change in America begins at the dinner table. So tomorrow night in the kitchen, I hope the talking begins. And children, if your parents haven't been teaching you what it means to be an American, let them know and nail him on it. That would be a very American thing to do. I, 
I just love that. I mean, this is the final message to the nation, and it is that everything great that happens in America begins at the kitchen table. Uh, and then he, he called on the kids to call out their parents if they're not teaching them what it means to be an American. Uh, and he said, nail them on it. That would be a very American thing to do. Uh, and that's what we try to do every day on this program is to give you a few things to talk about at the kitchen table, some things that you can discuss with your kids or your family members or loved ones. Uh, there's so much that we need to talk about as a society. So many important conversations, crucial conversations, even uncomfortable conversations uh, that we have to get to. Uh, I think one of the very underrated presidents, uh, of course, was the, the presidency of Jimmy Carter, uh, who has been far more well-known uh, for what he did outside of office uh, than he did inside of office. But he actually gave a couple of speeches that I reference regularly uh, that were so powerful. Uh, his speech, The Crisis of Confidence, uh, is so misconstrued. So many people only remember that as a conversation about the energy crisis. Uh, and it wasn't. If you haven't looked at that lately, uh, go listen to that. Go read that. Uh, it's actually better read. Uh, he was one of those that uh, took great time, very meticulous in terms of the prepared text, uh, was not a dynamic speaker, was not, uh, you know, a light em up kind of person like a Barack Obama or a Bill Clinton or a, uh, a uh, President Reagan, uh, but his words have, have real power to them. And so I want to go to a couple of those today uh, as we look at some lessons to be learned and as we start to ponder, you know, what is it that President Trump will do and what could he do? Uh, in that final speech that would have the most meaning and the biggest impact on the people of the country. So let's go to, to Jimmy Carter, again, a one-term president, same as President Trump. Uh, he spoke and spent a good chunk of his time talking about uh, the ability of the people to govern. Tonight, I would like to first to say a few words about this most special office, the presidency of the United States. This is at once the most powerful office in the world and among the most severely constrained by law and custom. The president is given a broad responsibility to lead, but cannot do so without the support and consent of the people, expressed formally through the Congress and informally in many ways through a whole range of public and private institutions. This is as it should be. Within our system of government, every American has a right and a duty to help shape the future course of the United States. Thoughtful criticism and close scrutiny of all government officials by the press and the public are an important part of our democratic society. Now, as in the past, only the understanding and involvement of the people through full and open debate can help to avoid serious mistakes and assure the continued dignity and safety of the nation. All right, uh, that's uh, President Jimmy Carter. He went on to say something that uh, I think was really interesting. He said, the plain truth is that we cannot routinely or casually or selfishly savage the office of the presidency without destroying the ability of the holder of that office to do the very things which it was created to do for us. And then he said this, either raising the office of the president to the heavens or crushing it beneath our feet will destroy the balance on which our entire system and much of the world depends. 
So think about that. We should neither raise the office of the president to the heavens uh, or crush it beneath our feet. Uh, Either way, we destroy the balance of the entire system uh, and much of the world. And so we've got to be very careful about that. Uh, And it is up to we the people uh, and to make sure that we are electing those who will do the will of we the people. Uh, So these transitions are important. We often talk on this program about how the fact that endings matter. And I think for President Donald Trump, the ending will matter. And what he does with that ending uh, will matter most. And it's important for all of us to make sure we're having these kind of conversations, as President Reagan said, around the kitchen table. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.